my god, I need to dye my hair. Same. What do you mean same? You dyed it dark, right? Yeah, and then it washed out. <laughs> so it's like back to square one. And my roots look terrible. You should see my roots. Hello and welcome to Hidden Among Us. I'm your host, Chris. And this is Honda. And welcome to episode 49. Last week was our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. Honda, doesn't it feel somewhat surreal? That surreal? It's been, yeah, it's been almost a year since we started. How? Where did all the time fly? Right? And also because we started it last year during the pandemic. I, mean, I don't even want to remember like that circuit breaker time. Okay, I won't bring it up. But anyway, um, <laughs> June is Pride Month. And today is actually Singapore's equivalent to Pride. So Pink Pink Dot is happening today. So happy Pride Month to everyone. Woohoo. And if you're celebrating Pink Dot openly or maybe not, no matter who you are or what you identify as, you are valid and you're loved and we are... On your side, and we will support you always. So yes, happy Pride Month! It was just yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's online for Pink Dot, but mm. maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. But I think it's just it's it's still, I guess, excellent that we are still having an event, although it's online. Hmm. Yeah, so that's great. Mm, but I guess it was more significant, like, physically, because it's so visible, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we have to do what we yeah. have to do with no all the restrictions and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Also, like, the other day, I came across this... It's so funny. Like, what are Facebook people doing? So, this lady is, like, a homophobe. <laughs> okay. Okay, listen. This is not a sad story, okay? It's it's freaking hilarious. So, she was, like... She made this post about how her son taught her how to put her phone in grayscale. So, because her phone is now in grayscale... She can't see like the pride flag or like pride colors. Uh-huh. So you know she did. She screenshotted it, and then she made a post about like how her son thought about all this. So for the for the month of June, like Pride Month or whatever, like she and her fellow Chinese Christian homophobes can all like put their phones in grayscale mode. But she <laughs> screenshotted it right. And she attached it to the Facebook post. And the thing is, <laughs> the screenshot is in colour because your phone has to be grayscale. <laughs> and I looked at it and I couldn't stop laughing because this <laughs> woman really thought that she was showing everyone that her phone is in grayscale. But it's just in colour because 
the person oh who's looking at it has to have their phone in grayscale mode. It's so funny. I'm like, what is... Like, why would you go to such lengths, right? To turn your phone in grayscale mode and be unable to see any color for one oh whole God. month. She must have been so proud of herself. Like, she was so proud of herself. Like, she thought she'd done something, like... Yeah, she was, so, she was so proudly <laughs> telling all her Facebook friends that her very, very intelligent son taught her this thing. And I was like, Oh my god. Like what is happening? Like secondhand embarrassment. This woman had the option of just turning a blind eye, like completely ignoring all the pride stuff happening. But she decided to do this instead. I just when will it end? <laughs> she made like, a laughing stock of herself. Oh my god, it's so funny. I was like, why? Anyway, these kinds of people are just hilarious. Like, I can't take them seriously. I know they're homophobic and it's like wrong. <laughs> and I cannot stand homophobes. But when they do like absolute clownery like this, it's like, how are you going to push a homophobic agenda? Like, who's going to take you seriously? Hey, Honda, <laughs> I started Mind Hunter. Finally. And then you're going to stop at like, Okay, listen. Episode four, and then listen. Never watch it again. I'm on episode three. Okay, <laughs> and I'm just so underwhelmed. <laughs> I don't know when does it get better. Please tell me it gets better soon. Yeah, the start is slow, but it. I remember it did get better <clears throat> because I cannot. Mm. I cannot for the life of me stand the main character. Mm-hmm. I can't stand him. He is so irritating to me. And understandably, the reason why he's irritating is because he's trying to do something new. And the FBI is like, no, you're not, this is not valid. Why don't you just stick to the old school FBI stuff? And that kind of conflict is irritating me. But he's it's just so annoying. Oh god. I'm on episode three right now and I'm like this is it. <laughs> Wait, has they even have they even started like interviewing? Yeah, they started interviewing Kemper and I was like Ah, okay. I thought it was going to be more interesting, but it really wasn't. I was like oh. Okay, <laughs> this is it. Like the most interesting thing was like the tension when Kemper Asked Holden if he wanted an egg sandwich. And that was it. I was like, okay. After that, it was just... I mean, it's been a while for me since I watched. So, maybe I was expecting something a lot more different. Or maybe it's overhyped. The thing is, my brother's watching Mindhunter right now as well. Mm. And he freaking loves it. He's like, (laughs) it's so fast-paced. I'm like, where's the speed? What is your concept of fast? Because the speed is like it's not there. Yeah, but he he really enjoys it. I, on the other hand, am Yeah, maybe it's not for everyone because of like how the show is, but I think I think maybe it gets better. It does, it does. I I just I just have to get past this FBI conflict because right now the 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 FBI is 
not allowing him to do his thing. So he's still trying to get approval. There's this actress his... in it, right? Okay, also his girlfriend, I don't care about her. Like, every time ah, okay. on screen, I'm like, first of all, you don't look 24. <laughs> she looks like she's in her 30s. Second of all, I just don't care for the romance. Like, I just don't. I'd rather see this guy's relationship with his, like, family than this girl. I guess that relationship was, like, his only escape, you know? Because the things you hear, like, from then on is, like, quite bad. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll push <laughs> through. I'll carry on. But, yeah, right now, it's doing nothing for me. I'm, like... Oh, well. Oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, we why? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, think I was like thinking of like Netflix shows, and then I remember I was like also watching one that's ongoing, Which the K drama, mine. Oh, mine! Oh my god! And the new episode comes out today. I was like looking at the date on my phone. I was like, oh, it's today. <laughs> I shall watch it after after we finish oh. recording. Uh, yeah, speaking of K-dramas, I feel like it's currently like a very boring time. I tried Vincenzo, but I couldn't Oh, get Vincenzo is straight up. Okay, listen. Okay, I'm sorry to any of our listeners. I'm sorry to any of our listeners who are Song Junkie fans. He just doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> he really doesn't appeal to me. Like, I look at his face and I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't give me main lead vibes. Uh, like, I don't know. I think he's very baby-faced. He is. So I can't take him seriously in like very, I guess, serious roles. And like Vincenzo is straight up not my kind of show. It's not really serious. There's actually quite a lot of comedic things. When yeah, he, I know. But he's it's, back and soul. You know, when I first read the synopsis so this was way before the drama ever dropped I read it and it's basically about Song Juki's character being like adopted in Italy or something hence his name is Vincenzo you don't if you were there as I was reading it you would have seen me roll my eyes so hard I was like seriously Anyway, yeah, Vincenzo is not my kind of show. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think mine is your kind of show either, but I'm watching it. Oh, it's not. Mine so is not my kind of show. I actually really like Korean crime shows. Mm. It's just that the recent ones... I've watched ones... quite a few, but like, I haven't found any recent ones. Um, Some of the recent ones, I feel like the plots... And the plot is a bit too conflated, so I can't really get into it. I'm just like, like recently there was one that was very, very highly, very, very highly, it was quite highly raved about. A lot of people liked it. It's called, it's called Mouse. I watched the first episode and oh. it pissed me off so much. I was like, I saw the no. trailer, I think. Yeah, because the whole point of Mouse is like, the beginning leads you to believe that there is a way of detecting psycho psychopathy in 
children before they're even born. Uh-huh. Right? And then, like, some people making the decision to terminate their pregnancies based on that or whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later on, I believe there is, like, a surgery introduced that sort of, like, fixes these people. I don't know. It's convoluted, conflated, and I thought it was just... Nah. Also... Mouse, way too much animal abuse. I couldn't. Oh no! It was like the first episode itself. That so was like I was like enough. <laughs> no. If anyone has any crime K dramas or any K dramas that you like, you can suggest it to us. Honda and I have very very different tastes in K dramas. But I've the been... same crime K dramas before, right? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Which ones did we watch? Did you finish Tunnel? Oh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Tunnel didn't appeal to me. Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. I, I watched it when it first came out. Even Shen, like, and watched it, right? I think, I think she did. mentioned it. I think she did. Hmm. I watched like, the first episode and I was like... I just don't like the main lead. I just don't like him. The older guy? Eh? For Tunnel? No, it's... Oh, wait. I'm confusing with another one. Yeah, it's the main character. I don't like him. Mm, okay. Understandable. Alright. Anyway, before like <laughs> I get freaking trampled on for disliking certain actors, Honda, do you have a story? You hyped it up this week. You told me that it's a really gruesome, interesting. How is that hyping? I don't know. I feel hyped up. Don't you feel hyped up? Are you okay, Chris? I have no idea. It. I'm like tired after work today. It's like ten fifty p.m. I feel like I'm somewhat delirious. Like I have no idea what I'm talking about. By the way, your hair is like poom. Yeah, my hair is like. A whole have dark mess. eye circles. <laughs> I always have dark eye circles. But you're right, it is. Is it because of the camera? I don't know. And then the camera makes it worse. Also because like, my eyes are like deep set here. Oh uh, yeah, it is. So like, I look extra tired when I'm not. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. Honda? Mm-hmm. Do you have a story for us today? Sure. <laughs> Not even yes or no. It's like, sure, if you, if you want one. Since you're so excited for it. I am. After you were like, I feel like we've done this before, but we haven't actually done it before. I don't know. I had to check like five times. Like, if we actually covered it. Because it's, I don't know, it just feels so deja vu. Okay. Okay, so the case is about Furuta Junko. Uh, wait, we haven't covered it, right? No, we have not. Okay, okay, okay. Do you do you know the case? Okay, okay, okay. So I have a story about this case. Okay. I, I have like stupid stories for no reason at all. I make my life sound more interesting when it's really not. 
So many, 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 many years ago, I think this was when I was in lower secondary. Um, someone on Twitter actually made a whole thread about this case about Junko, and so the thing is, this person on Twitter thread had actually taken screenshots of a Facebook post. So in the Facebook post, they detail like the torture that happened to her as well as attached photos. And I remember when I was really young, when I read the whole thing, I genuinely, genuinely thought it was a hoax. That it was one of those posts kind of thing to just scare people. Because when I read through some of the stuff that had happened to her, I was like, okay, there is no way in hell that this is real mm-hmm. and this could have been done. Spoilers. It was real. Yeah. And then I remember because there were pictures attached. So they were like these very grainy black and white images mm-hmm. of her. And I was like, okay, this this really, I I genuinely believed it was a hoax. Until many, many years later, uh, when I saw like true crime lists and stuff and people mention her. So on Reddit also, like they mentioned this case so often because of how gruesome it was. And like, it really hit me at that point. Like this case mm. is real. So that's my story about this case. Thank you. Did we, we did talk about it, right? I don't think we have. I don't think we've mentioned this case. No, I mean not on the podcast. Okay, I feel like, I, like I've talked about this someone before. I don't know. I just uh, I've read, probably read it before, like a while ago. Because I've seen it mentioned on Reddit a lot. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. case. <laughs> Often under prompts that is like, oh, the, the most messed up case you know, or like the most prominent case you know. And there's always one person who mentions her. Mm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but I don't think we've ever discussed her. Hmm. I don't think we ever have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another alternate universe. I have talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right, yes. Honda. So, as Chris said, this case is pretty gruesome. It's pretty so, gruesome doesn't even cut it. My God. Yeah. So brace yourselves. So yeah. So like Furuna Junko might be a familiar name to some, or like the details of the case might be very familiar because of how shocking it was. So Furuna Junko is the name of the victim, and she was a high school student who was murdered in the late 1980s. So in Japan, her case uh, was known as the Concrete and Case High School Girl Murder Case. And that's because of how she was found. I mean, the case was very shocking because of many reasons, like because of how young she was. She was 17 at the time. And also the ages of the perpetrators and also how gruesome it was when, Mm. and you know, like how can like, boys so young do something like this you know yes so in total there were four perpetrators and they were teenage boys and their names were Hiroshi Miyano 18 years old Joe Ogura 17 Shinji Minato 16 and Yasushi Watanabe 17 years old 
And because of juvenile laws at the time, they were referred to as A, B, C, D in the official court documents. So similar to, like, similar to the case we covered previously about boy A, you know, like how their names are not revealed and yeah. it's just a letter. Yeah. Yeah, we were just recently talking about how like shitty Japan's juvenile laws are. Yeah, it's very it's, it's quite lenient. It's so finicky. You can get away with a lot of things as long as you fall under the category of being a minor or like I guess juvenile, like do they even have a definition of juvenile? If you have not reached 18, I think. Yeah, so it's like it's so finicky. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, so more about that in a bit. So, so Fruta was born in Misato, which is in Saitama Prefecture, and she lived with her parents, her elder brother, and her younger brother. Mm. And she attended Yashio Minami High School, and she had a part-time job at the time. So she was well-liked in school, and she had good grades, and she was kind of popular because she was good looking as mm-hmm. well yeah so you know all around she is well liked mm-hmm. yeah on 25th november 1988 uh, miano and minato were wandering around the misato area and they were planning to either rob or target young women and rape them so they were both riding on uh, motorized bicycles and wandering around the area so mm-hmm. They then spotted Furuta going back home from her part-time job on her bicycle. And Miyano ordered Minato to go to her and kick her off her bicycle. So he he went over to her and kicked her off her bicycle and she fell onto the side of the road. So after Minato left the scene, Miyano approached her and said, that guy was my friend and he's um, freaking out right now. So he even scared me with a knife just now. So it's not safe. So it's best I send you home. What the shit? Yeah. Baited her. Mm. Miano gained her trust and led her to a nearby warehouse. So from there, his attitude totally changed. And he said, I'm the guy's friend and I'm a Yakuza targeting you. Oh yeah, sure. you're You're a Yakuza. Sure. Yeah, I'm the boss. So if you listen to what I say, I'll help you. Let me Did have the sex Yakuza's with you. Yakuza's even like recruit boys that young. So apparently he has connections or his relatives are part of the Yakuza. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's why he, he was wasn't quite... a part of it. Technically, he the family people... are part of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he was kind of, like, feared in that area due to his connections. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, he's, yeah, I know. Uh, told her, like, let me have sex with you. So, and he even threatened her and said, if you raise your voice, I'll kill you. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm going to see so many Chris eye rolls today. Yeah, I... <laughs> One, I am exhausted. Two, I have no tolerance for like teenage boys who pull shit like this. Like straight up, no tolerance. Mm. So at 9.50pm, they got into a taxi and he brought her to a hotel and raped her. 
at 11 p.m. Miyano called Minato's house number, and Minato's house is a place where the group usually hangs out. Mm-hmm. And he told Okura that he had caught the girl he was targeting, and had sex with her. So he was boasting to them that you know I got her. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, Okura said not to let her go. And then Miyano planned to meet up with Okura and the rest of the boys. Oh God, were they all planning to take turns? Yeah. Okay. So Miano had told the other three that he told her she was a Yakuza. So, you know, to keep to that story. And I'm sorry, it really comes across like he was not a part of the Yakuza. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, my, my, my brother's friends, uncles, goldfishers, pebbles, great-grandfathers, probably Yakuza. So I'm part of the Yakuza. It's... Oh god, okay. <laughs> yeah, so all of the all four of them uh in the end met up at a nearby park after midnight. And as they met up, um they asked Ogura what they should do with her, and he replied, Let's let's kidnap her. Okay. Yeah, so that's when they decided to lock her up, you know, to keep her. I hate that this is like literally the tamest part. Of the story. Yeah. It's pretty horrific already, but this is really the tamest part. And I don't even remember the full story, by the way. <laughs> so, Miana further threatened her by saying that her family was being targeted by the Yakuza and that there are members around her house. And yeah, they brought her to Ogra's house to the room on the second floor and they mm-hmm. gang raped her. Fucking uh, hell. Okay. On 27th November, her parents contacted police about her disappearance, but Bob, the boys forced her to call her mother and to tell her that she had run away and she was staying with friends. Oh. And you know this, you know how they locked her up in someone's home, like Minato's yeah, like, family I, I think home. You remember. So when Minato's parents were present, Fruta was forced to act as his girlfriend. And the parents did not intervene as they are aware that Miano does indeed have Yakuza connections and feared retaliation. What the hell? Okay, this is... I don't know this part of the story. It's freaking infuriating. Oh my god. Yeah, Minato's brother was also aware of the situation, but you know he did nothing as well. Mm. So, according to the statements... The four shaved her pubic hair, forced to dance to music while naked and masturbate mm-hmm. in front of them, and left her on the balcony in the middle of the night with little clothing. This is in like November, <laughs> late so November. It's yeah, it's still early winter, but it's still cold. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they inserted objects into her vagina, anus, including a lit match, a metal mm-hmm. rod, and a bottle. And they force fed her with large amounts of alcohol, milk, and water. She was also forced to smoke multiple cigarettes at once and inhale paint dinner. In one incident, um, Miano repeatedly burned Fruta's legs and arms with lighter fluid. And by the end of December, Fruta was severely malnourished after being fed only small amounts of food and eventually only milk. 
Due to her severe injuries and infected burns, she became unable to go to the toilet that's downstairs and yeah. became confined to the floor of Minato's room in a state of extreme weakness. Yeah, so, I remember this. Yeah. So on 4th January 1989, after losing a game of mahjong, Miano decided to vent his anger on Furuta. The group kicked and punched her, ignited a candle and dripped hot wax on her face, placed two short candles on her eyelids and forced her to drink her own urine. After kicking her, she fell onto a stereo unit and collapsed into a fit of convulsions. Yeah, so she was bleeding profusely and the, like her, the wounds, like her infected burns, there was like pus emerging from it. And Shit. yeah, the four boys covered their hands in plastic bags so that her pus won't get onto their hands. What the hell? Yeah, they continued to beat her and dropped an iron exercise ball onto her stomach several times. They poured lighter fluid onto her thighs, arms, face, and stomach and set her on fire once again. Ruta allegedly made attempts to put out the fire but gradually became unresponsive and the attack reportedly lasted two hours nonstop. Yeah, she eventually succumbed to her wounds and passed. In total, she had to endure 44 days of nonstop torture and rape. Yeah, I remember the Facebook post I was telling you about. I mean, the Facebook post ended up on Twitter. Yeah, um, the way it was done was a timeline. Mm-hmm. So they they did it like day one, day two, and whatever um, like stuff they did to her. And I think one of the days, they also like, I think they inserted firecrackers into her uh, vagina and they also like, lit it up and if I'm not wrong they also like cut off cut out one of her nipples mm. yeah so there's that as well I mean I could be remembering wrong but I just remember these two most prominently yeah less than like 24 hours after death Minato's brother called and said that Fruta appears to be dead so the group then attempted to hide the body to avoid being penalized for murder. So they wrapped her body in blankets and shoved her into a travel bag. And then they placed her body into a 55-gallon drum and filled it with wet concrete. Yeah, mm-hmm. at 8 p.m., they disposed the drum into a cement truck. And on 23rd January 1989... Uh, Miana and Ogra were arrested for the gang rape of the 19-year-old whom they kept, who they kidnapped in December. So, a different oh, case. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, on 29 March, the two, po- uh, two police officers um, interrogated them because women's underwear had been found at their addresses. Mm-hmm. And during the interrogation, Miana believed that one of the officers were aware of him being involved in Furuta's murder. Oh my god, okay. So, and Miano thought that Ogura confessed to the other crimes uh, about Furuta. So, Miano oh. told the police where to find Furuta's body. So, the police were initially confused. It's like... Oh shit. You <laughs> mentioned this guy, he like... tells them everything, the police are like, bro, what are you talking about? And he's just like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Like, he gave himself up. Oh god. Yeah, so... Yeah, you know, police are confused because they have been referring to another murder of a different woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
a different woman and her seven-year-old son that had occurred oh, nine God. days prior to Fruta's abduction. And that case remains unsolved. Oh my God. Including yeah. the son? Mm. So they took the both of them? I mean, it's unsolved, so it's, you know, un- they don't know who is the oh actual murderer. Shit. Okay. Yeah. The police found the drum containing Frida's body the following day, and she was identified via fingerprints. Oh, God. Yeah, she was so badly... Like, her body was in such terrible condition, right? That they probably couldn't even identify who she was. Like, they, they had burnt her eyelids and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, she was she was in a chapel bag in concrete. Yeah, that as well. But I guess decomposition would be a bit different. So I think... Because she was in concrete, right? Yeah. So she's not yeah. exposed to the elements. Yeah, like, I, I completely forgot that she was in concrete. So even if she wasn't in concrete, I think it would have been very difficult to identify her because of the abuse that she endured. Yeah, but at least they're still able to collect uh, yeah. DNA evidence, like, of the perpetrators. Yes. I mean, I don't, they weren't smart enough to <laughs> conceal that, so. Yeah. Yeah, so on 1st April 1989, um, Ogra was arrested for a separate sexual assault and was then re-arrested for Fruta's murder. Mm. And then the arrest of Watanabe, Minato, and Minato's brother followed. And also several other accomplices who participated in abuse were also identified. Shit. Hmm. The identities of the boys were actually sealed by the court as they were juveniles at the time of the crime. So they were ABCD. But mm-hmm. then... Journalists from the tabloid Shukan Bunshun, um, they discovered their identities and published them. So they stated nice. that... <laughs> so like yeah, usually we, you don't trust tabloids because they're all gossipy, but like, good job. This magazine is very, it's quite major in Japan. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for what they did, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe- know what else they do. <laughs> you know, like the usual like celebrity stuff, stock celebrities. Yeah, I mean, it's a tabloid. <laughs> yeah, so they believe that given the, like the severity of the crime, the accused did not deserve to have the right to to the an- anonymity <laughs> upheld. Yeah, so in the end, all four boys pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death, but not murder. <laughs> what? Yeah. Bodily injury. Were they charged for kidnapping, sexual assault, pulling her against her will? Mm, I mean, in the end, right? their sentence was really small. Of course. Yeah. In July 1990, a lower court sentence, uh, Hiroshimiano, who was seen as the leader of the group, to 17 years in prison. He tried to appeal his sentence, but the Tokyo High Court um, judge sentenced him to an additional three years in prison. Lol, can imagine <laughs> because he appealed and the High Court judge was just like, Yeah, right. <laughs> you get an extra three years for trying to appeal your sentence. He stopped the judge instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my 
Yeah. Honestly, something I would do. Like, you piss me off after doing some shitty thing and then you want to appeal and, like, reduce your punishment. I'm just going to give you more punishment. 17 years is honestly really short given what they did. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> and he was, like, what? 17, 18 at the time. So when he get out of prison, he'd still be, like, quite young. Yeah. Yeah, so the 20-year sentence is the second highest sentence given in Japan before life imprisonment. Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he was 18. Yeah, he was 18 at the time of the murder. So, Miano's mother... He was a freaking adult. Why is he... Okay, never mind. Yeah, Miano's mother reportedly paid 50 million yen, which is the equivalent to US 425,000 in compensation ordered by the civil court after selling their family home. Weren't they like rich kids? They were delinquents. Oh. Hmm. I don't know why I assume they were like rich kids. Uh, they were in Lincoln's, uh, in and out of school. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Miano was denied parole in 2004. And in January 2013, Miano was rearrested for fraud. Lord. But due to insufficient evidence, he was released without charge later that month. So he's out there. Someone in Japan got free. Ugh. Ew, probably living under a new name. Yeah, he has a new name. I knew it. All these... But his new name is already, like, revealed anyway, so... <laughs> Lol. Yeah, I bet so... I he hate mail on the daily. Deservedly so. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the only reason why I'm being so mean to them is the fact that they did such horrible things to Junko. Mm-hmm. And they took her life. And she will never get to live. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's made worse with the fact that her body was treated so poorly, it was destroyed in such a way that it was literally like unrecognizable. And then she was dumped in concrete and her family will always remember that, you know, her yeah, family. I mean, they probably her, couldn't get to see her body as well. Yeah. And her legacy will always be carried on through, like, stories like this. Like, us retelling the story of, like, the torture she went through. Mm. And that is what she will always be remembered as. The victim of this crime. Whereas, Mm. it's so much easier to forget the names of her killers. And they get... Yeah, and they get to change their names and they get to have jobs and lives and families and whatnot. And Junko had all of that taken from her at such a young age. And she did absolutely nothing wrong. Mm. I mean, she was only, you know, she also had good grades and she also, like, already secured a job after high school. Yeah. So, like, you know, she really had a good life or, like, you know, a good path ahead of her. Yeah. And all of that was just taken from her. And she did nothing wrong. She was just cycling on her way back home. Mm. And they preyed on her. Literally preyed on her. Attacked her. 
it's just ugh. yeah so another perpetrator uh, nobuhara nobuharu minato was um originally received a four to six year sentence but was resentenced what do you do shopping <laughs> and god, he was the own he was that's the house that they were in as well <laughs> but he was resentenced to five to nine years by the same judge as the one who gave extra three years to Miano. What? Because he tried to appeal. So the sentence got lengthened. Honestly, he was this judge. <laughs> freaking fantastic. Who is he? <laughs> like, promote him to justice of the world, I guess. <laughs> like, every time somebody who does something stupid, Heinous tries to appeal the sentence he just like adds on more <laughs> yeah I think it's also because of his age he was 16 at the time of the murder yeah mm. he's 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 a minor they can't really I mean actually for his age it's amazing that he got jail time because he should be in juvenile detention mm. yeah yeah, Minato's parents and brother were not charged. Ew, why not? Charge them right now. Who is that judge? Give me his contact <laughs> number. No, you know, send me his email. I'll write him a strongly worded email asking him why the hell his family wasn't charged along with it. Yeah. Yeah, so, and because of that, you know, uh, sentence like, not them not being charged. Fruta's parents were dismayed by the sentences. Um, and they won a civil suit against the parents of Nobu Haru Minato you know, because the crimes were committed in their home. Yeah. Yeah. Pay them for the for all those damages, man. Mm. The hell? Yeah. And after his release, Minato moved in with his mother and he has not worked since. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Mm. And then, of course, in 2018, Minato was arrested again for attempted murder after beating a 32-year-old man with a metal rod and slashing his throat with a knife. (gasps) Send his ass to jail and just keep him there. Yeah, I read somewhere else that he told the guy that, you know, I know how to kill and get away with it. Love plot twist. He's not getting away with it this time. Yeah, he's no longer a 16-year-old. Yeah, he's no longer a 16-year-old. Yeah, so Yasushi Watanabe, who was originally sentenced to three to four years in prison, received an upgraded sentence to five to seven years. He was 17 at the time of the mother. Love how it's called an upgraded sentence. Yeah, and then lastly, um, Joe Okura served eight years in juvenile prison before he was released in August 1999. He mm-hmm. was 17 at the time of the murder. But then after his release, he is said to have boasted about his role in the kidnapping, rape, and torture of Ruta. And then, <laughs> now he lives a quiet life with a new name without Nope. Any consequence <laughs> and taking accountability for what he did to her. No. In July 2004, he was arrested. For oh, thank God. 
he was arrested for assaulting um, Takatoshi Sono, and acquaintance he thought his girlfriend may have been involved with. So Ogura tracked Isono down, beat him, and shoved him into his truck. He drove him from Adachi to his mother bar, to his mother's bar in Misato, where he allegedly beat Isono for for four hours. Are you freaking kidding me? I guess his mother didn't notice anything as well. <laughs> yeah, he was sentenced to seven years in prison for uh, assaulting Isono and has since been released. Yeah, so this is the part that like really infuriated me. It was because um, Ogura's mother allegedly vandalized Furuta's grave. Are you f- joking? Stating that she had ruined her son's life. Lol. Like, yeah, she asked him to torture her. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god, you know what, lady? Oh yeah, she's that type of, like, mom that like, you see in shows. Like, my son is so innocent. And that, that woman tricked oh, yeah, her, tricked him. Fault. Yeah. And, and, like, tricked him. Or, like, lured him. Whatever. so freaking upset. She's that kind of person. What the hell? Yeah, I hope a... every time she goes to the convenience store to buy toothpaste, there is no toothpaste for her. <laughs> and I hope that every time she cooks food, her food always never has enough salt and it's always bland and disgusting. Yeah. And I hope that it holds in all her <laughs> socks and shoes. Oh my god. I'm sorry. So it has also been reported that Ogre had depleted his father's savings and money, which was intended to be provided as restitution to Freda's family. He instead bought and consumed a number of luxury goods. This guy has no shame. No, no. He's like the innocent son that everyone wants to have. Oh, you're right, Honda. Actually, <laughs> he's, he's, he's entirely innocent. He's an angel. You know what? He... For all those years that he suffered in ju- in juvie, he deserved all these luxury goods. He deserved it. Right, Honda? <sighs> so, you know, the public at the time was really angered and they felt that the punishment was too light, you know, given the severity of the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her funeral was held on 2nd April 1989. And at the funeral, like, Fruta's intended future employer even presented her parents with the uniform she would have worn in the position she had accepted. Oh, my God. Yeah, the uniform was placed in her casket. And at, her, at the graduation that she was supposed to, the year that she was supposed to graduate, um, the school principal presented her a high school diploma, which was given to her parents. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. This is so sad. <laughs> Don't cry. I can see your tears from here. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so sad. Oh, my God. Oh, this poor girl. Hmm. Yeah, the location near when Fruta's body was discovered um, had been developed since and is now called Wakasu Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah, at the time, Japanese people were concerned um, about a US influence epidemic of violent crime, to which they called, <laughs> to which they called the American disease. <laughs> 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 and like, 
laughing and crying. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about how Singapore blames our liberal, like not liberal. Oh my god, yeah, true. Like whenever we bring up something Work problematic. Culture. Yeah, like a problematic part of our culture or society or like government policies. And then the government's always just like, don't import all these Western ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not Western ideals. These are like actual things y'all have to take into consideration, my dude. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Japan. What the hell? America, uh, this is- Oh my god, Uh, okay. Yeah, so, like, I think you or, like, other people will also be wondering about Okura's parents and how they let them continue on doing this in their house. Because mm-hmm. there's no way they don't know, right, for 44 days. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sure they knew something was happening and they chose to overlook it. Yeah. So in early December, Ogre's father heard a loud sound from his son's room and he went up to warn him about it or like scold him for being too loud. So he tried to enter the room but was prevented from doing so. And then he heard a girl's voice. So he thought, you know, a girl, like his girlfriend was visiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he didn't bother her, like him, like his son then. And then in late December... Um, the parents went to the room and from outside, they told the girl that they would give her food and to come out from the room. Fruta came down the first floor and had dinner. And at this time, um, one of the perpetrators was also present, which is the son of the parents, you know, mm-hmm. having dinner together. And obviously, Fruta did not say anything during the meal. And when the son was not around, they told her to go home and even showed her out the door. But then... The son found out and went after her and brought her back into the house. Oh my god. Yeah, so this is the only time the parents tried to like do something, scold their son. Yeah, because they were afraid of him as he had been violent, had been very violent towards them up to that point. Yeah. Shit. But it also begs the moral question, you know, like as a parent, if you knew your child did something heinous would you do everything in your power to protect them or would you, you know, give them up to the the police? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so obvious, like, that she's being abused. Yeah, that, that also, like, the fact that they offered her food already tells me that they knew something was wrong. Mm. So... I don't know. Yeah, she could have lived if they did something. Yeah. And they were the adults in the situation, you know. Which makes it, like, really infuriating. The thing is, like, they could have even given an anonymous tip off Mm. if they knew their son was violent and they were scared of him. Like, an anonymous tip off would have also worked. Mm. Yeah. So this is the story of Fudita Junko. Thanks, Honda. You've ruined my night. <laughs> you have made me laugh and you have made me cry. So 
don't know, man. I just, it's so sad that, I mean, the very fact that she was buried with her uniform is just so symbolic of the life she could have had. Mm. You know, and now that life that she could have had is literally buried along with her. It's just, oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And to think that some of these, like, boys are out there. Yeah. It's mm. just, ugh. And it's so obvious they have propensity for violence, like, after what they did. Yeah. Except for one of them. He's, like, pretty quiet, but. Hopefully, he's staying quiet. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And I not mean, like, doing anything. Three, three out of four has... Like, yeah, done like, crime again. Like, went back to prison. Yeah. I relapsed into that. I just... Uh, you see, I wish I was, like, Holden from Mindhunter. <laughs> who's, like... You know, we really need to understand these killers, you know. <laughs> they have, I mean, what drove them to be like this? You must understand your childhood. And I'm like, as much as I want to, a part of me is just happy detaching them from any way of humanizing them mm. because of what they did. You know, and understandably, like, oh, you know, you should really understand what could have possibly driven these people to do whatever they did. Like, maybe something happened in their childhood or whatever, but it's just, man, when you think about what they've done to someone else, like, again, it goes to the whole thing about. Why can't you just leave someone else be? Mm. You know? Why must you... I just... I'm speechless. Mm. It's easy to think that, like, they're the devils and not human, but then it makes you, how you say, forget that they're not, like, that they're, like, people like us as well. Yeah. But, and that it could be anyone. Yeah. But I think the main thing is to always be a voice for the victims. Yeah. And to uplift them and not the killers. And that's like something that we've always strived to do with this podcast. Like we don't glorify killers. Oftentimes we shame them and make fun of them. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, but there are people who really are, like, there are fan bases for killers, you know, groupies yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and we are not like that. We can, I honestly cannot get behind or really and like, you know, Yeah, like, Richard Ramirez, he had, like, a whole fan base. Because he was oh, dark and mysterious. Because American Horror Story, like, ah, yeah, after a like, super good-looking dude, as Ramirez and then everybody's just like oh my god he's so hot like the actor's hot 
my dude. Was he? Richard Ramirez is a Satanist killer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, Honda, for the story. Mm-hmm. I will now continue to never trust teenage boys. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and click that follow button on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HGU Podcast. Share us a message or send us a story if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Happy Pride, everyone. Stay safe. (laughs) Bye.